The work is very important. We refer to it as work. It's spiritual work. And we have opportunity to tell others that we know about our Lord Jesus. We pray that this work that we do will bring others to Christ. That's the goal. This is not a social club. This is not a hobby. I will tell you, this is life or death. The truth is, this is greater than life or death. This is eternity. Eternal life and eternal death. And you have an opportunity to reach out during this two weeks and make a difference in someone's eternity. Not just to make a better life for them today, but to make a better forever for someone. And I want to encourage you to be as active as you can, uh, to be brave, to be bold, uh, and let's work together to make a difference for someone in their life. We're going to take a look at the old parable today. I've titled my sermon, Went and Traded with Them, or the Parable of the Talents. I'm sure you're probably familiar. Maybe you're here today visiting. You've never read the Parable of the Talents. We're going to read it. We're going to look at it and take some observations from it. And I hope it'll be beneficial to you. I decided I was going to step back and start looking at some of the parables and, and try to wipe out everything I knew and look at them fresh and try to learn them. So this is a product of that. Matthew 25, if you want to turn and read together. Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 14. He says, For the kingdom of heaven is... You notice this in the parables of our Lord many times. He's talking about a very specific thing, the kingdom of heaven. And we are a part of that kingdom. I believe that you're a part of that kingdom today if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. We are citizens of that kingdom. We belong to a king. We have a king and a kingdom, and we're subject to that kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents, another two to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so... He that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I gain besides them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servants. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I had not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, 
and he shall have abundance. And from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a wonderful parable, and it covers a whole host of things. It is a parable about the kingdom. It is a parable about you and I. And I want to break it down just briefly, and I want to notice first that the king has left on a long journey, and the growth of the kingdom is in your hands. Jesus has gone back to heaven. He's taken his journey, and now he has left, and he's left it to you, the church. And I think a problem that we have sometimes when we think about this talent is we don't think necessarily about the responsibility that is left to the church, to you, his people, because he's left and he's gone back to heaven. And that's what he said. This is what the kingdom is like. He delivered unto them his goods. He's called you into the kingdom and he's delivered his goods to the kingdom. And his interests are now in your hands. You, the church... And we've got to care for this kingdom. We've got to serve this kingdom. Our king is gone, and he's going to come back one day, and he's going to review it and say, what's happened? What have you done in the kingdom? So the Lord has entrusted the interest of his kingdoms here on earth to you, his servants. Is there someone other than you trying to grow the church here at College Park? I bet they're not. I bet there's not other people beating on the door saying, we just want to help you grow this church. Has that happened lately? Jerry, has anybody called you? No. The work of the kingdom here is in your hands. And if it's going to grow, it's going to be because of your effort. Number two, the king has entrusted a portion of the wealth of his kingdom into your hand, and that's individually. He's left a little piece to you. And we tend to look around at other people and we say, well, man, Jerry's got a lot of talents, or Kathy's got lots of talents, or Mario has, man, he's got ability and talent. I wish I was this or that. We all have been given a piece. We've been given ability, as he puts it. Unto one he gave five, Another two to another one. Notice what he says. Every man according to his several ability. God has looked at you and he's given you gifts and he's given you abilities. And you're a talented bunch. You've been given great talents and great abilities. And you thrive in the things that you do. And so he's given these things to you to use for the good of his kingdom. This is what he's done, and we, people that are very talented, tend to go, oh no, oh no, not me. Moses did that when God came to Moses. Well, I can't do it. Can't do it. I don't know how to talk, and I don't know what to say, and I don't know what to do. I'm not your man. And God said, you're, you're my man. And if you follow along Moses, when he gets to what, what the New Testament says, he was mighty in word and deed. He said, I can't do it. God knew, and I will tell you, God knows the talent that you have, the abilities that you've been given. God knows exactly what that is because he gave it to you. You know, a talent was a weight, and it varied. The, 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 it was like 70 pounds of silver. 
There's an enormous amount of weight. He brings these talents and he gives them to these servants and he says, occupy till I come. And then the Bible says they went and traded with them. Now I want to stop right here and I want to read this passage and I want you to think about it. He that had received the five talents went and traded with them. He's got this ability. He's got intelligence. He knows how to work. He knows how to gain and profit. And he's given these 70 pounds of silver times five. He's been given these, this wealth from the king. And he, he's supposed to go to work. I want to ask you a question. What's the business of the kingdom? It's souls. The business of the church is souls. I want to go to heaven. You want to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. I don't want you to be lost. I don't want, I don't want my children to be lost. I, the, the person here who I know the least, I don't want you to be lost. I, bet, I met Bob just this morning. I don't know hardly anything. You're a nice looking fellow. You got a nice tie, nice... I don't want you to be lost. I don't want the mailman to be lost. I don't want a terrorist to be lost. I want people to go to heaven. That's the business of the kingdom. That's the work that's been left to you and this ability that God has given you to do. He expects you to go out and trade. What's the trade? What's the business of the kingdom? It's souls. It's to tell other people about Jesus. And these guys, they go to work. And they begin to trade. They took their talents and they trade. And they trade, I don't know, you know it's real simple. Buy low and sell high. That's how it is. Uh, that, that, I thought when I was a young man, I bought three cows. I was going in the cow business and I was going to get wealthy because, man, cows just grow and they have babies and you sell the babies and they have more babies. And, man, this is easy. First cow died. Second cow died, had a calf. I had one cow left and she was mean as Satan. <laughs> I hated her and she hated me. I named her Killer. I wanted to kill her and she wanted to kill me. But you know what? She had a calf. She had a calf. And I had put all this money and it did not go the way I thought it would go. But I kept trading. And that's what these people did. They go out and got engaged in the work of the kingdom and they begin to trade. And they used their talent. They used their ability. They engaged with people and they gained. They brought people into the kingdom. That's what they did. I want you to get this in your mind. Take a fresh look at this parable, the expectation that God has given to you. There's one expectation to the whole church, but there's another expectation on just you. And whoever is the greatest in this church matters not to me or they least. You all have ability and God has given you that ability and He's given you a part of this kingdom and He expects you to work and do the work of the kingdom. How long did this take? Weeks, months, years, they traded. And they traded, and they traded, and they traded. I don't know when my Lord's coming home. So I'm working, and I'm trading. 
And on some trades, I do good and I make money. And on other trades, I, I don't do so good and there's a loss. But I keep trading. What would you call that? We'd call it work. They worked for the kingdom. We live in a society and in a nation today where people have the feeling that I don't have to work for the Lord. I hire a preacher to work for the Lord. We got elders to work for the Lord. There's an evangelist to work for the Lord. I want to tell you, we all better work for the Lord. That's the idea in the parable. A day of reckoning is going to come. Someday you're going to stand before the Lord. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. There's one guy in this parable that says, I'll dig a hole. He that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. What effort do we see? What does he do? He goes, where's my shovel? And he digs a hole in the ground and he puts all that money, a talent, 70 pounds. It's a big hole. And I don't know what he did. I would, have, I would have put a rock on it or something so I could find it again. I'd be afraid I'd lose it. I don't want somebody else to find it. He buries this. He, he puts no effort. While these other guys are out there working and trading and communicating and talking with people and they're engaging with people and they're trying to grow the kingdom of God, they're trying to bring people in. This guy is sitting around. Maybe, I don't know, every day or two he goes over and looks, yep, nobody's dug it up. There it is. We're good. I don't, have, I don't know how long the period of time was. I don't know if it was years and years. He took a long journey is all we know. We know he's coming back. But some time went by and there is no effort. Are you this person? I'm going to tell you, it's really easy to say, well, I can't do it. That's not going to work. You cannot sit there today and think, I cannot do this. Ty's going to have to do this. Michael's going to have to do this. You cannot think that way because God has given the talents according to your ability. And maybe you are one talent man. Maybe you're a 20-talent woman or somewhere in between. But the talent and the ability you have, God has given you. And we cannot make excuses for that. The one-talent person said, I was afraid. Was he? <clears throat> what was he afraid of? Failure? Was he afraid of loss? Was he afraid of making a mistake? I guess maybe I would be fearful I would lose the whole talent, then have nothing. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 13, The slothful man saith, There is a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. I'm going to ask you a question. Were there lions in Israel? Yeah, there were lions. Remember David, he killed a lion. You Remember that? There were lions, and legitimately, there could be a lion. And if I go out there, a lion could kill me. I better stay home. You know, I do the same thing. I got fence to build. 
I got cow's knee checked. There's work. Welding, it's too hot. Ty, it's too hot. I can't go out there. I will heat stroke as sure as the world. I better wait till it's cool. And I, I lazy around, and the wintertime comes, and, I, man, I should, I should do that fence. I'll frostbite. It's winter. <laughs> I can't do that. Are you crazy? And years will go by while the work's not done. And this individual, I believe, is just making excuse. I'm afraid. I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm, I'll tell you, there's a million excuses that every one of us could make while the years go by and we don't do what the Lord has asked us to do. Has there ever been a man alive on this earth who didn't have to work? A woman who didn't have responsibility and jobs to do. We're all busy. That's not going to cut it with God. And, and CB said it right here. We love the Lord. Love ought to compel us to intervene in the lives of our friends and neighbors, of our co-workers, of our family members, of strangers we do not know. We ought to talk with them and engage and trade and teach them about Jesus so that they can come here and be saved and have eternity forever. That's the work of the kingdom. Jesus has gone back to heaven. He's left this for you. He's left it for me. The Lord is going to return. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe in... 20 years, maybe a thousand years, I, who knows. Because it's going to be a long time, we tend to think, I'll do it later, I'll work later. The Lord's coming back after a long time, you see. The Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth. We're going to see how you did. Does that bug you? That bothers me. I'll tell you, I receive a living from the church. I feel a responsibility to work, to labor. I've got to an answer for that. You may not receive a living from the church. It doesn't matter. You're going to answer to God. He gives you talent. He's given you ability. He's given you blessings beyond measure. And He expects you to occupy till He returns. In Matthew 25, beginning in verse 19, And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents. Here it is. Here's what we gained. Well done. Well done. You took what you had and you worked and traded and you grew. Same thing with the two-talent man. Here's what you gave me. Here's what happened. Well done. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear, well done. And I think you want to hear, well done. And notice what he says. I will make thee ruler over many things. The blessings that you were going to receive because you were diligent and because you were faithful are great. The reward is going to be great. I will make you a ruler over many things. Let's look at the attitude that our Lord had about these things. In Luke chapter 2, verse 49, He said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Twelve years old. Twelve years old. What are you looking at me for? 
The attitude of Jesus was there's work to be done in the kingdom of God. John chapter 9 verse 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. There's an opportunity that you have to work while you're young, while you have strength. And as you get older, that ought to get a little better because of the experience and wisdom that you gain. But at some point, you're going to get too old to go talk to your neighbor. Or you're going to get sick. Jesus said, I've got to do the work of the Father. I got to do it now. I need to work because the time's coming when I can't work. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning of verse 7 For we walk by faith and not by sight, and we are confident, I say, and rather willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. We understand the reward. It'll be great to be with God. Now, notice verse 9 Wherefore we labor. Be active in the kingdom of God, my friends. Seize this opportunity that you have beginning today to tell other people that you know about Jesus. Wherefore, he says, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that, he hath done, whether it be good or bad. We're going to meet the Lord and we're going to give an account of the Lord. And I want to be able to say, here are the talents. And here's what I've gained. Matthew 21, verse 28. But what do you think? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. This isn't written about my dad. Because when dad told me to do something, you didn't dare say, I, I ain't doing it. You, you were going to learn a hard lesson and quick. But this what this guy said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Changed his mind. Then came he to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which one are you? Have you ever said to God, I will not do it? Probably not. Have you said to God, I'll do it. I'll work on it. And then not done it? That was a bad choice in my house too growing up. Which of the two did the will of his father. And they said to him, the first. And Jesus said, Assuredly, I say unto you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. I will tell you, the things that we talk about today, the things that you learn when you come here, have an eternal consequence for you. They have an eternal consequence for a lot of people. These people had a choice whether or not to do what the Lord have asked. Some did and some didn't. And that's true for you today. The reckoning's going to come. 
Matthew 25, verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. Here it is, Lord, one talent. It's dirty, but it's all there. Because I knew you were a hard man. Is he? Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I knew you were hard. And his Lord answered and said, thou wicked and slothful servant. You're wicked because you did nothing. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. He's, you should have loaned the talent out and at least got the interest. You, sh- you should have given the talent to somebody else and let them use it instead of just burying it in the ground. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. It used to bother me when I was a child. We'd, somebody would read, preach on this at church and I'd read it and I'd think, that ain't fair. Take that one talent from that one guy. You give it to the guy who's got ten. That ain't right. It is right. It is right. Verse 29 is a wonderful truth and a principle that you need in your mind. For unto everyone that hath shall be given. If you use your talents and you use your abilities, you're going to have more and more opportunity. More opportunity to tell others. More opportunity to grow. More opportunity to help. More opportunity to make a difference. You see, for unto everyone that hath, the person who is trading and working shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away. Even if you're going to sit on your hands, the Lord will take it away from you. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know what unprofitable means? Useless. Useless. I'll ask you a question. Can you talk to people? I assume you can. I assume everyone here today can talk to someone. Can you tell them about the meeting? Yeah. Can you invite them to this church? Yeah. Don't be useless. Use the abilities God has given you to make a difference in the lives of others. Tell others about Jesus. Who are you? In Ephesians 2 verse 10, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are a worker. We are here by the grace of God and we've been blessed with so many abilities. Let's use them for God. Are you trading today or are you digging? 